If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, final hour of the Jesse Kelly Show. Here's what we got on tap here. We're going to talk a little bit more about this general election coming up in November. Why it's going to be so unique and, and, and again, maybe great unique, maybe terrible unique. I don't know, but it's, it's going to certainly be unique how the communists use the forces of government in ways they shouldn't to get more power for themselves. They're arresting our reporters. We'll get to a bunch of emails. All that is still to come on the Jesse Kelly show. Now, Joe Biden and Trump, they each had primaries yesterday in Michigan. Michigan had their primary yesterday. And they both won. It's fine. It's fine. But there have been some eye-popping numbers for both of them recently that are difficult to explain. We'll talk about Trump's first before we get to, to Biden. First, let's, let's focus on some of the Trump states where they've had GOP primaries so far. First was Iowa. Trump, got, Trump dominated everybody, dominated everyone, but got 50% of the vote in Iowa. Now, that's a lot. It's certainly a lot more than the next closest guy, but... Only half? 
for the man who was just president of the United States of America and the likely nominee the next time, half of the GOP showed up and voted for Trump? I, I thought it was odd. I, I, I really did think it was odd. I, I, I was just trying to process that number. And then they just had another primary in South Carolina. And look, there are a couple different reasons that are going to make this look better for Nikki Haley than it was. Trump blew her out. Don't get me wrong. Trump blew her out. It wasn't close. But it was still 60-40. Nikki Haley took 40% of the GOP primary vote in South Carolina. Now, again, there are some reasons for this. One, she was the elected governor of that state, and she was a popular governor. Maybe not popular with you, but she was she was the elected governor of that state. That's one. Two, they do have that dreadful open primary system there where Democrats can and do cross over to vote against the Republican they hate the most all the time. And there's no question that happened a ton in South Carolina. So I understand there are numbers out there that make that number look bigger than it is. But okay, so she got 40% because she was governor and Democrat cheating. Let's eliminate those two things. She still gets 30, 35, right? It's not crazy to think about. What, Chris? What, am I, am I off base here? Yeah, I, know, I know about Fetterman. Just stay with me. Stay with me. And so let's focus on what happened to Michigan. In Michigan yesterday, I just think this general election is going to be impossible to predict. In Michigan yesterday, obviously they had the primary. Trump blew out Nikki Haley again. She didn't drop out. You know all that. But Joe Biden, oh, he won. He won the primary. There's no question about it. But uncommitted voters, they voted uncommitted. There were 100 plus thousand of them. Over 100,000 Michigan Democrats went out and said, Anyone but Joe. I'm not sure who I'm going to vote for. I haven't decided yet. Rashida Tlaib, that psycho congresswoman from Michigan, she's out there telling everyone the reasons why. Everyone, it's Rashida. I was proud today to walk in and pull a Democratic ballot and vote uncommitted. We must protect our democracy. We must make sure that our government is about us, about the people. When 70 4% of Democrats in Michigan support a ceasefire, yet President Biden is not hearing us. This is the way we can use our democracy to say, listen, listen to Michigan. That's not a small number. That is a gigantic number of Democrats who didn't go out and vote for the current president. Now, I brought up the Trump numbers before, how, how amazingly bad those numbers are when it comes to GOP primary voters. Yes, the vast majority or the majority want Trump, but it's not 90%, right? He's the former president. You would think, at least I would think that it would be up there. 80, 85% want the former president. About half don't, give or take, right? Maybe it's 60, 65, but there's a lot who don't. Democrats don't want the sitting president. He's the sitting president from their party. That guy is always popular 
with the party. I remember Trump's approval numbers with the GOP prior to COVID, you know, all that garbage, forget about that. Prior to COVID was always 92, 93% approval rating amongst GOPers. This is going to be the oddest November election ever. And obviously I'll make predictions whenever I whenever I can come up with them. If if Biden gets there, if Trump gets there out of prison and whatnot, I'll, I'll make predictions. But I don't know that anybody can predict this accurately. How do you accurate, accurately predict the results of an election where the respective parties, the base, which normally comes home? And I guess, I guess let's pause on this. We'll set Biden aside for a moment. I guess maybe there's a huge portion of the GOP base that has not come home yet because they haven't had the official nomination process yet. But everyone knows Trump's going to be the nominee I'm all, I've always come from the school. You've heard me say it a million times that everyone or most people come back home. Everyone swears they'll sit it out in the general, but then they come back home. So I'm assuming that same thing's going to happen. But it's not happening yet for Trump. And for Biden, that should have always happened. He's the sitting president. He's a Democrat and the sitting president. Democrats, not all, of course, but a not insignificant portion of Democrats don't want him. They're going out and voting against him in the primary. And I I keep coming back to these numbers. These are just some of the latest numbers you can find out there of approval and disapproval ratings when it comes to the general public. Not talking about you. right? So stop. Whenever I give out these numbers, you always get someone who emails in and says, not true, I love Trump and my friends do too. I'm not talking about you. Stop. We're talking about the general public, the independent people who don't know what the heck they're voting for. The general public, when it comes to Joe Biden, 58% disapproval. That's a staggering number. 37% approve. Those numbers are horrific. The general public, when it comes to Trump, 63% disapproval. 35% approve. Horrible numbers. I don't know what this is going to mean for November. I don't know how much RFK's presence in the race hurts one over the other. The people I talk to who I trust say he hurts Trump a little bit more than he hurts Biden, but he hurts Biden too. It's just a matter of how it shakes out. But it will be, if Trump ends up out of prison and being able to run a normal race like he should be able to run. And if Biden ends up as the nominee, if I'm wrong, he gets through the convention and he's the nominee. It's going to be unlike anything we've ever seen watching these guys cobble together or try to cobble together enough of a coalition to win the general. Now, as I've always come back to a million times, maybe you're sitting there right now and you're a Trump fan and you're panicking Look, every other time people have come home, after the primary's done, when the sore feelings are gone, people have come home. Democrat and Republican. Once the nominee has been decided, the entire history of our races have been 
people come home. Not all of them, of course. Maybe you're one of the ones who, I'm never voting Trump. Okay, I understand that. But 95% of people come home. 90, 95%. Okay, I'm going to vote for the nominee. That's the way it's going to, that's how people vote. That's how I vote. That's how most people vote. There is a chance that this time is a little different. That the G, that the base of both parties, that it's disenfran- disenfranchised to a level that we haven't seen in a long time, for obviously very different reasons when it comes to the two men. You know, I don't, I don't have to. It's not a breakdown of why. It's not an opinion. I'm looking at all the numbers, and again, I, I'm not going to go away from conventional wisdom and say people aren't going to come home. I always assume they will. What if they don't? How do, how do these candidates try to yank enough people inside of the, of the tent to get them over the top? Well, that leads me to what Biden plans on doing, at least part of it. And we'll talk about that next before we talk about that. Let's talk about those cops who don't come home. Uh, every, everyone who knows a cop now has cops in their lives, understands that it's, frankly, open season on police officers in this country. It's the number of ambushes now that are clearly planned ambushes. It's amazing. It's so it's so freaking sad. And it's so sad the families that get left behind. Dad gets goes to work and never comes home. Mom goes to work, never comes home. And look, we mourn for a day. We mourn for five minutes on the radio that family never gets mom again, never gets dad again. So does anyone care? Does anyone help? Tunnel to Towers helps. Their fallen first responder program goes out there and pays off mortgages for first responders who go lay it all out and lose it all. It's, it's awesome what they do. And to do this, Tunnel to Towers asks for $11 a month. Go to T, the number two, T.org. 11 bucks a month. Go now. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Tuesday. All right, we were talking about how they intend to cobble together coalitions to win the election. Biden has to. Trump has to. What are they going to do? Well, when all else fails, simply use the taxpayer and taxpayer money to win elections for yourself. Is it unethical? Immoral, illegal, and wrong? Oh, of course it is. But that would never stop a communist. Here was Dome today. Um, under the federal work-study program, now allows students to get paid through federal work-study to register people um, and to be nonpartisan poll workers. As we know, this is important for a number of reasons. One, to engage our young leaders in this process and, and activate them in terms of their ability to to strengthen our communities. You know what I respect about Democrats? It's awful, but at the same time, it's so intelligent and I respect it. Democrats understand exactly who their friends are and they understand who their enemies are. And while they will accept you if you decide you want to go from enemy to friend, they're not going to bend over backwards to recruit you. They're simply going to find their friends 
and make sure their friends get more money and more power and more rewards for being their friends. And they're going to make sure their enemies get more and more punishment for being their enemies. I respect that. Because the GOP lacks that. What's Dome really saying there? What are Democrats really doing? Well, of course, it's a nonpartisan effort. Taxpayer money to, of course, well, no, 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 we're just going to uh, uh, register new voters. But who are they focus on, focusing on? Listen, listen again. Who, who's this money going to? Um, under the federal work study program, now allows students to get paid through federal work study to register people um, and to be nonpartisan poll workers. As we know, this is important for a number of reasons. One, to engage our young leaders in this process and, and activate. High school and college kids. What kind of high school or college kid would be applying to get paid federally to register workers? Communists. About 60-70% of college kids are communists as it stands now anyway. The American communist sees this new pool of recruits and understands that he can dip his hands into the public dole, scoop out a bunch of gold, chuck it at the next generation of communists, and he knows very well what kind of people will be getting registered to vote and which way those people are going to lean. The communist understands how to use his power to ensure he gets more power. The Republicans brag about not doing it. Republicans brag about how much they've been over backwards to get along with the other side. I just want the American people to know we have operated in a bipartisan fashion as if the American people were going to stand up and go, yeah, thanks guys for being bipartisan. They would never, of course, try to do a handout to you or try to reach a handout to you, the person who believes in country, family, God, values, children, low taxes, securing the border. They're not going to try to throw you a bone. In fact, they're going to actually let the other side know that they think you're kind of an idiot. Uh-huh. Look at these stupid rubes who want border security. Yeah, I know, guys. Isn't my base stupid? Ha, 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 ha. Mitch McConnell types. Believe me, I know the politics within my party at this particular moment in time. I have- What's he saying there? That was his announcement from today that he's stepping down as leader. What's he saying, though? I know the politics within my party at the moment. Let me translate it for you. When the cameras are off and he goes to sit down with Chuck Schumer, all of his Democrat friends, he has many, when they have scotch at night together, they mock you. They talk all the time about how stupid you are, how you don't get it. This is, this is what he's saying when he's talking about, I know about the politics of my party. What he's saying is these stupid idiots who want to secure border believe me i know the politics within my party at this particular moment these stupid morons in the gop base they think i'm going to do something for them (laughs) how stupid they are why don't they know the most important thing in the world is ukraine ukrainian people are courageous and innocent and they deserve our help president Zelensky is an inspiring leader 
but the most basic reasons for continuing to help Ukraine degrade and defeat the Russian invaders are cold, hard, practical American interests. Well, I'm going to try to help explain to the American people that defeating the Russians in Ukraine is the single most important event going on in the world right now. I think we all agree the most important thing going on in the world right now is the war in Ukraine. I had a chance to call the president last. You disagree. You're mad at him about that. You're mad at him about the border bill. He hasn't changed his mind or changed his heart. He thinks you suck. He thinks you're so stupid. As I've told you before, GOP leadership hates you more than any Democrat. Chuck Schumer doesn't hate you. He's dismissive of you, but he never has to consider you. He doesn't even act like he considers you at all. He doesn't need you. Mitch McConnell hates you because he needs you for power. He hates you because he has to pretend to like you every now and then, and it grades on him. GOP leadership hates you more than any Democrat. Remember that. Let's get to some emails before we get to them arresting our reporters. And, and look, the low TGOP that supported him for so long. The low TGOP who's going to support the next guy. The need some chalk GOP. That's what they are. They need male vitality stacks flowing through their bodies because their T levels have dropped. The average American male's T levels have dropped 50% in just the last 50 years. That's insane. The average GOP elected official, his have dropped 100%. That's why we all... Both GOP elected official and normal person like you need to get on male vitality stacks from chalk. 20% increase in your testosterone in just 90 days. That's 90 days. Take it for a year. Good grief. You're going to look like Speedy Gonzalez motoring around your day. Go to chalk.com. C-H-O-Q.com. Promo code JESSE and begin your male vitality stack today. Chuck.com, promo code Jesse. Jesse Kelly returns next. It is the Jesse Kelly show on a Wednesday. If you miss any part of the show, you can download the whole thing on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Steve Baker, he's a fantastic writer. He's an investigative writer for Blaze News. I've talked to him on this show before. I've interviewed him on TV before. On Friday, he's going to turn himself in to the Federal Bureau of Investigation. What is his crime? He was there on January 6th reporting on what happened. As a reporter, he's there with a camera recording, asking people questions, But because he's a, quote, right-leaning reporter, he's being arrested. The federal government is arresting reporters now. I'm, I'm telling you, this stuff happens so fast. It's slowly at first, and then it's all at once. What you're seeing right now is a probing attack. 2024 is going to be the year of the probe. <laughs> Let me explain. Uh, let's say you were fighting against an enemy army. You're on an island, right? And you're fighting against an enemy army. And you want to counterattack them. They've been attacking you. 
You want to counterattack them. But you don't know where to attack on their lines. They have this big defensive line, and you don't know what's strong, what's weak. Did someone screw up somewhere? Is there a gap in the line? And so before you launch an attack, you're going to probe. Let's do a little mini attack here. Hey, what's the response? A little mini attack there. Hey, what's the response? A little mini attack here. Oh, oh, wow. Hardly any response from there. That must be a soft spot in the line. Then once you figure out where the weak spot is, you mass up. And you blow through the line and you attack. 2024 is the year of the probe, the probing attack. Uh, We talked about this before. What they're doing right now with all the Trump legal stuff, with everything they're pulling, all the people they're arresting, they're figuring out the American communist is trying to figure out how far he can go, how much he can get away with. What will the system he's currently part of, what will it allow him to do? How far can he push things before the system in some way says, okay, that's too far, no more. And he'll never, ever, 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 ever stop until he is told, until he is made to stop. Remember, everyone thought I was a radical nut job. They still do after Mar-a-Lago got raided. And I said the next day, 10 Democrats in Congress should have been arrested by the Republican AGs around the country. 10 arrest warrants immediately the next day. Jesse, you're just trying to be over the top. And what I tried to explain then is what I'll explain again now. No, you had better let the communists know there's going to be a swift vicious response for this kind of thing or they'll never stop they'll just keep going and go they're probing right now they're probing the lines and all they find are weak spots weak spot after weak spot after weak spot after weak spot they're going to see well of course this one's just a misdemeanor of course and we'll find a million ways to they'll find a million ways to kind of excuse this away hey i wonder if we could i wonder if we could just arrest one of their guys After all, we'll kind of make it about January 6th, even though we know he wasn't taking part in anything, but we'll kind of make it about that. Hey, let's just, let's arrest him publicly and let's see what they do. Well, you know the response, you know what it has to be, right? And I know, I know this is uncomfortable. I do. And I know this is not the country you want to live in. I I get that. But you know, a Republican AG needs to issue an arrest warrant for a Democrat reporter. That's it. A report, maybe the New York Times, LA Times. May, may, hey, make it bigger. Make it uh, one of the more prominent CNN hosts, as prominent as CNN hosts can get, but whoever the reporter is, whoever it may be, an arrest warrant should be issued for one of the communist reporters in this country. And you can argue all you want about, hey, that's, uh, that's revenge and we're better than that. I, I, don't, I don't have any use for your feminized version of whatever it is you think it is. These demons do not stop until they are made to stop. The communist only understands fear and pain. That's all he understands. He's a religious jihadist. Oh, Jesse, no, they're not. To stop calling them that. Really? He just lit himself on fire and burned himself to death. 
They're religious jihadists. Religious jihadists cannot be reasoned with. You're not going to talk them out of things. You will give them fear and pain or they will not stop. That's how it works with religious zealots. That's how religious zealots operate. We have to find a way to hurt these people. Legally. Legally. I need to stress that. Legally. Everything needs to be legal. And we have the people in place to do it legally. But the right. Yeah, that's right. Chris, pull it up again. It's, it's such a great line from that movie, The Dark Knight. But it's so true. The right doesn't seem to understand what it's dealing with at all. They don't. It's like that scene from a, where, where, when Batman's talking with Alfred about the Joker and he's trying to figure it out. And then Alfred's trying to explain to him, you don't understand what you're dealing with. With respect, Master Wayne, perhaps this is a man you don't fully understand either. A long time ago, I was in Burma. My friends and I were working for the local government. They were trying to buy the loyalty of tribal leaders by bribing them with precious stones. But their caravans were being raided in a forest north of Rangoon by a bandit. So we went looking for the stones. But in six months, we never met anyone who traded with him. One day, I saw a child playing with a ruby the size of a tangerine. The bandit had been throwing them away. So why steal them? Well, because he thought it was good sport, because some men aren't looking for anything logical, like money. They can't be bought, bullied, reasoned, or negotiated with. Some men just want to watch the world burn. They're not flowery, naive, liberal hippies. They're committed religious zealots, and they're probing our lines to find out exactly where our weaknesses are, and they're seeing these weaknesses everywhere. Everywhere. Where has the GOP response been to all this? Trump gets raided. Nothing. Trump gets indicted a thousand times. No Democrat indictments. They're getting ready to arrest a reporter on our side. No arrests have been announced from our side. They are loving the results of attacking the GOP, of probing our defensive lines. They, every time they probe our lines, they go back to company HQ and they celebrate at how open and vulnerable we look right now. If you don't hit these people back the way they hit you, they're going to ramp up. You think this is as bad as it gets? This is the probe. We're in the probing portion. Wait till they're done probing and they start real penetration. Then you're in trouble. Then you're in deep trouble. Chris, why don't you grow up? By the way, have I told you about Pure Talk? Let's change, the, change this conversation, Chris, to something pure. <laughs> what? Chris, anyway, listen, stop sending your money to cell phone companies who hate your guts, please. They hate you. They hate you. They hate me. They hate your values. They hate the country. They take the money you send Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile, and they use it for some of the most despicable causes. Go look up Verizon's charitable donations. Go look at what they do with the money you send them. You know what Pure Talk tackles? Veteran suicide. Not only do I pay half of what I was paying at T-Mobile, I know when I pay Pure Talk, 
it's a company that loves my country and actually appreciates the people who've sacrificed for it. And right now they're giving out free smartphones, free Samsung 5G smartphones when you switch. And when you switch, you get to spend 10 minutes on a phone. That's all it takes with an American who speaks and understands the English language. I know that's revolutionary these days, but it's true. Pick up the phone and dial pound 250, pound 250, and say Jesse Kelly. Pound 250, say Jesse Kelly. Switch to Pure Talk. We'll be back. Truth. Attitude. Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Final segment of the Jesse Kelly Show on a Wednesday. Old, old President Poopy Pants. He can't figure out why Why were they cutting these law enforcement budgets. Reference during the pandemic, states and cities saw violent crime rising and their budgets were strained as they faced deep cuts in law enforcement and public safety. Man, why were there, why were there those deep cuts? Who in the world did this? So we've been talking about defunding the police. Uh, There's some issues that we ask police to do, like mental health issues or policing in schools and all the rest, that perhaps we can uh, shuffle some of that money around. Suck it up. Defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police. Mayor Eric Garcetti saying, take some of the money from policing, about $150 million. I applaud Eric Garcetti for doing what he's done. Not only do we need to disinvest for in police, but we need to completely dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department. So yes, defund your butts. Defund you. Yes, I support the reallocation of resources. You know what's so you know what's horrible? Is they actually did this exact same thing leading up to the 2022 midterms. They ran all these ads and shifted the messaging into a man, defund the police. Who did that? And it was effective at calming down Norm. These, these crazy things these people pull that you immediately spot and roll your eyes at or scream about, it works on Norm. Isn't that so sad? Uh, before I forget, I should note that there are horrific fire, uh, wildfires going on right now in the panhandle of Texas. Uh, if you've never been to the Texas panhandle, really, really wonderful people out there. It's awful. Maybe say a prayer for those people. Also... Don't be Bill Weir of CNN. We're not calling it apocalyptic. The people on the ground are calling it that. And this is February. How is it we're seeing these these massive wildfires already this year? And how does climate change uh, factor into this, Bill? Well, it's just drier conditions. The water cycle is completely out of whack. High temperatures desiccates whatever vegetation is there, and and it just dries it out. The record was 2011 when nearly 4 million acres burned uh, from 30,000 fires. That was an epic drought year uh, there. And they're not even in a drought right now, Jim. It's been a fairly average and a little bit wetter uh, winter right now. Uh, They got a break in the weather. Today it's a little cooler, but the hot temperatures, 70-degree temperatures and above, are coming back. Yeah, don't be that guy. Okay, I want to do this before we get to headlines I didn't get to. This is a it's a story that's out there now. This is a local news story, but it's something that we've talked about before on the show, and it's something I don't like to dwell on. There are some things that bother me uniquely now, especially as I get older and having kids of my own now. Anything involving children being hurt or abused, or children living outside of 
a loving home just guts me. I can't stand it. I can't stand that there are so many children out there who are raised by people who hate them or they aren't raised at all or they're abused by their parents. It just it breaks my heart. And the slave trade in America, I'm talking about the modern slave trade in America of these illegals who are pouring across our border and how many of these illegals are human cattle in the same way slavery has always worked. And man, it's really horrible when you think about the children and how so many children are living right now, maybe right next to you, right next to me. I, I am still haunted to this day after that conversation I had with someone who would know finding out that the cartels, they're filming adult films not with adults, with children, and they're filming them in places like Austin, Texas. And stories like this, man, gosh, say a prayer. Migrant runaways. Children who came across the southern border alone were placed by the U.S. government with an adult sponsor and then vanished. Kids like 15-year-old Yenny, who was last spotted with a black backpack getting into a white pickup truck. No one will say where she went. Selena was just 16 when she ran away from her sponsor's home weeks ago. Cesar, also 16, left his uncle's home one day and never returned. This is all my missing kids. These files are pretty thick. It's Culpeper Police Detective Norma McGuckin's job to try to find them. And she says her cases all seem to unfold the same way. The sponsor will take him in or her and then within 30 days tops, a couple days sometimes. And then the child just picks up and leaves. You called this a crisis. We have 21 missing still. That's a, a crisis. On a small town. How many children are caught up in a world of darkness right now, right here in our country, and they're just living a life of hell? I don't, I don't even want to dwell on it. Anyway, say a prayer for them. And now, here's a headline. Go, you know the, you know the thing. Headlines we didn't get to. Ex-New York Times editor says staffers were worried lending credence to the Hunter Biden laptop story would hurt Democrats. The New York Times staffers were worried about telling the truth because they don't set their religion aside when they sit down to write articles. They're not biased. They are the tip of the spear, and that's how they see themselves. Cyber attack shuts down pharmacies across the U.S. No big deal. It's not like we have a whole bunch of critical systems in this country tied into an electrical grid. And it's not like China specializes in this kind of a thing. Federal court rules major Biden spending bill was passed unconstitutionally. Oh, wow. Look at that. Another unconstitutional bill through Washington, D.C. Knock me over with a feather. Lawmakers question sluggish rollout of electric vehicle charger program. Wow. You mean the government the government stole a lot of your money and they decided to hand it out in government contracts and the returns on investment didn't turn out to be that great and and frankly we're not seeing anything from it? Whoa, if only this had happened before. Hulu allegedly rejects church's ad citing religious indoctrination and then quickly reverses course following pushback. The pushback is the important part of that. Don't stop making noise. 
the communist minority has achieved a lot of power in this country because he never shut up. He was always agitating, always making noise. You keep making noise. Now, keep your chin up. We'll do it again tomorrow, I promise, okay? That's all. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.